Well, we have some challenging passages today to look at in the scriptures. The uh, gospel passage is a parable from the gospel of Luke. This is one of those parables. Remember, a parable is a story that has a twist at the end. And even though we know there's a twist coming, it still seems really surprising and confusing. Um, we'll try to make sense of it. What I would say is it goes with, yes, we think, maybe the best way to interpret this is to put it with the previous teachings of Jesus. Yesterday we heard the parable of the Good Shepherd and the woman with the ten coins. And then right after that, even though we haven't heard it this week, is the parable of the prodigal son. With those in mind, listen to this parable. It might make some more sense. And um, because of what I'm preaching on with that, I decided that it would be appropriate to do the votive mass of the sacred heart today. That's why I'm wearing the white. God loves us. God showers us with mercy beyond what we deserve. Let us celebrate that. Well, in our first reading, we had St. Paul grieving over those who live solely in the flesh, those who do not understand the gospel. He says their God is their stomach. They live for nothing beyond what they can see, taste, hear, or touch. But our gospel tells us that God's mercy is completely beyond our imagining. And you say, wait, that's what that gospel passage was about? Well, it's hard if you don't understand it. St. Augustine, no less than he said, he couldn't imagine that Jesus actually said this. But can we remember the parables of that last chapter, especially the prodigal son? The prodigal son went off, did terrible things, came back and was going to say to his father, I am no longer worthy to be your son. But the father rejoiced and welcomed him back. And this story is of a steward who did a terrible job and tries to figure out a way to prudently be able to live after he is dismissed from this job by basically having his master's debtors owe him favors. And the master praises him. Well, if we combine those two, we get a message that's fairly clear. God's ways are not our ways. There is absolutely nothing we can do to merit God's love. But God loves us anyway. Over the centuries, we Christians have argued about faith versus works. It's what broke up the Western church during the Reformation. But over the last 50 years... Christians have done a lot of talking together about our understanding of faith versus works. And it didn't get a whole lot of press, but something really remarkable happened in the year 1999. The World Lutheran Federation and the Catholic Church wrote the Joint Declaration on the Doctrine of Justification, saying that we actually agree, for the most part, on the relation of faith versus works. And in 2006, the World Methodist Council signed on to the JDDJ as well. So Lutherans, Catholics, and Methodists agree, and I quote from the JDDJ, Christians cannot rely on their own good works or boast of their own merits as though they were not still in need of mercy. We all agree on that. 
And my friend Ron Robertson of the Paulists, one of the most prominent ecumenists in the country, put it this way. God doesn't love you because you are good. You are good because God loves you. Now, despite this overwhelming agreement, most ordinary Catholics on the street don't believe it. Fifteen years ago, a survey of Catholics in the U.S. showed that 61% of catechists, 73% of parishioners, and 84% of teenagers believed that it was by their own efforts that people earn their place in heaven. No, no, no. We cannot earn our way to heaven. The steward could not earn his way to be approved by the master. The prodigal son could not merit the father's love. But the prodigal son was still loved by the father. And we are still loved by God. And so maybe some of you who've come to me for confession have received this little prayers of penance, but I printed out copies for everybody, so just in case you haven't got one before, here you are. When I preached on this passage a year and a half ago, I made these prayers and I get requests for them all the time. So take one, stick it wherever you like. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to run and get one or two more. Heavenly Father, Jesus says that you love me unconditionally, just as I am. But I'm not sure if I believe it. Help me to believe it. Amen. I suggest this is a conversation starter for your prayer with God every day. And I think if you do it every day for about 10 years, you won't need to do it anymore because you'll believe it. God loves you and that is why you are good. It's not that God loves you only if you are good. Amen.